the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Messy Walk podcast. This is episode 46. Um, This is the last episode that we are going to have for this year, actually. Um, We will not be back until January 12th with a new episode, and we'll be starting a new series that day. So this is our last episode of 2021, which is so crazy that this year is almost over. But today, I am joined by a special guest for the second week in a row. Last week, we had an episode with Bay Harville, and this week, I am joined by my friend, Preston Daniels. Preston, say hey. Hey, everybody. <laughs> How you doing, Chloe? I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we were brainstorming for these last two weeks of December about who we wanted to have on the podcast, and I was kind of drawing a blank. I was like, I mean, there's a lot of great options, you know, we know a lot of great people, and Pastor Adam was like what about Preston and I was like oh heck yeah because first of all me and Preston have been hanging out on the worship team for a while I've known him for the past few years and we've been working together and um immediately when Adam suggested Preston I was like yes this is absolutely such a great idea and I knew I immediately wanted to talk about doing things with excellence with Preston and doing things with excellence for the glory of God more specifically um if you don't know Preston Preston is a guitar pro To me, he's kind of sort of a legend. Like, I feel like he knows everything that there is to know about a guitar. And I don't think I've ever been around someone who knows guitar quite like Preston. Um, And if you don't know him, he is always pushing our worship team towards playing our instruments and singing with excellence. And he sets a standard for all of us in that way, which is so encouraging and helpful to all of us, because I think we all need that push sometimes. So... All that being said, I've hyped you up. Preston, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? First off, you are entirely too kind, (laughs) Chloe. Uh, I wish I knew all that stuff you were talking about about (laughs) guitar. But that is why we practice. Yes. So that we can get better. Of course. Believe it or not, I've been playing guitar since, well, for longer than you've been alive. I uh, got my first guitar when I was 14. Wow. And I've been playing for 30 years now. Wow. So, yeah. That's a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> um, my mom actually has a Polaroid of me when I was about two or three years old, and I'm in my footy pajamas. Aww. And I've got one of those um, little battery-operated just push-button guitars. Aww. And I'm holding it. So That's so cool. But, yeah. <clears throat> um come from a musical family. Most everybody on my mom's side, my grandma, a lot of her sisters were all piano players. Right. Um, my grandpa on my dad's side was a musician as well. Um, had a band way back before I was even born. Um, wow. So I've you know kind of grown up around music. Yeah. Um, don't know why I never had a desire for the piano, um, considering so many people in my family play one. Right. But it was just, I don't know, I was exposed to guitar uh, at a young age and just clung to it and begged and begged and begged for several years uh, until I got my very first guitar at 14 and I never put it down. Um, Even when I didn't even know what I was doing, I still had to have that thing. Right. And funny thing is I have a lot of people come to me sometimes and they're like, could you teach my son or could you teach my daughter? And my usual response to them is, of course, we could. But I'm like, 
when's the last time your son or your daughter touched the instrument that you bought them? <laughs> and they're like, two years ago. And I'm like, they don't want to play. It's <laughs> like, if they don't pick it up every day, they don't want to play. Right, right. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things that as a, at a really young age, um, I got a hold of one. Now, considering that I am backwards, left-handed, <laughs> uh, which most people don't notice until the last minute, um, it was difficult because coming up, all my friends were right-handed. Mm-hmm. So everybody that had a guitar that I knew of, I sort of learned some stuff upside down backwards. Um, and it wasn't until I got my first guitar that I could restring it and play it wow. the way I needed yeah. to. Uh, and then just took it from there. That's uh, so just cool. all the time you know, playing, soaking up everything I could. Yeah. Wore out a whole bunch of cassette tapes uh, <laughs> for those older listeners that still know what a cassette tape is. Wore out a bunch of those back in the day. Is that how you learned? That's how I learned by ear. Wow. Uh, I can't read a lick of sheet music. <laughs> I think we talked uh, about that the other day. I was like, do you read sheet music? <laughs> can't read a lick of sheet music. I have no idea what those little things on the page are. Right. Uh, I just listen to stuff. That's That was the old school way that we did things. Right. You listen to it. You rewound the tape until you figured it out. Right. Uh, for guitarists, we used to turn all the bass down on the radio and turn the treble wide open so that you could kind of drown out the kick drum and the bass so that you could sort of hear the guitar parts. Wow. And, and you just learn it that way, too? you learned it that way. Wow. Yes. So outside of guitar playing, um, what else? What do you do? What's your job? Oh, gosh. Um, another funny story. When people ask me that, I always tell them I'm a hired assassin. <laughs> oh, boy. And then I get that crickets and the deer in the headlight look. Right. And but, they all get um, scared. Yes. Um, <laughs> I have been an exterminator for 25 years. Gotcha. So, yes, I get paid to kill things. Right. <laughs> I hired assassin, just way. not of people. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I always tell folks, too, they're like, hey, I got a pest at work that I'm like, no, we only deal with six legs or more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so you said you started playing guitar when you were 14. Um, you don't really know why guitar. You're just drawn to it. Was it was just, well, this would have been, you know, early to mid 80s so for me uh it was the whole rock and roll aspect you know the hair metal was on mtv and you know as a kid you know an eight or ten year old kid back then uh that was just cool for me so it was like i mean i can remember being at my grandmother's house and running around with the broom playing air guitar oh my gosh (laughs) um you know and just wanting to be that rock star up on the stage so right so, um, did you play in a band before you ended up being on the worship team at Union at our church? Yes, I had the uh, the typical garage band in high school. Uh, it was me and a couple of my buddies. Uh, we used to rehearse in my drummer's parents' basement. Uh, drove them totally insane. Every wow. Saturday, we were there for you know three four hours, just a bunch of high school kids jamming out as loud as we could possibly right. do it. Um, you know, we did talent shows at high school. We did little pizza places and just things like what you know, at, at 14, 15, 16 years old, there's not a lot of places you can go to play, but, right. um, we played, we jammed in the basement, people's birthday parties, stuff like that. Right. And, um, yeah. And then, uh, 
and of course we had no idea what we were doing. We knew nothing about uh, music theory. We didn't even know what chords we were playing on the guitar. It was just I'm do- holding this shape right here, so right. you play that note on your bass. And <laughs> humble you know, beginnings. <laughs> yes, the very humble beginnings. Uh, three chords and a prayer, you know. Right. <laughs> um, and play it as fast as you can and as distorted as possible. <laughs> Maybe they won't know we stink. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So. But yes, later, uh, later, as I grew up a little bit, um, I sort of got out of it. You know, I, I raised a family, uh, had some kids, and so I kind of, I didn't put it down, but uh, got away from the band thing there for a while. Uh, but as the kids got older, um, some friends of mine were going to some open mics, right. and so I started going and was like, eh. I was intimidated myself, believe it or not. Um <laughs> You know, because you never know what's out there. Uh, My mentality on stage is a lot of time is I wonder how many musicians are sitting out there criticizing what I'm doing (laughs) under their breath uh, or thinking this guy stinks. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, um, started going to some open mics, uh, taking my guitar, uh, watching other people, um, you know, absorbing what I was seeing, what I was hearing. A lot of times I would focus on the guitar player and kind of commit that sound to your ear and your memory. Then I'd go home and try to replicate it. Uh, what was that guy doing? How did he do that right there? And eventually met some guys, you know, we started jamming together, formed a band and, you know, the rest they say is history. That's uh, awesome. Then you start booking places and, and pretending that you're a rock star on the right. weekend. Right. Weekend warriors, what we called ourselves. <laughs> right. That's so cool. Um, so playing in a band, was there a lot of pressure with that? Was it, was it fun? Was it more pressure? What was that like? In the early beginnings of the band, uh, it was kind of just fun. You want to play the songs that you like and stuff like that. Um, and then you book a show and you realize that the rest of the world might not like what you're playing. Mm. Um, and that kind of led us to, you know, of course, we were just a glorified cover band. Uh, I, everybody's like, what kind of music you play? Well, at the time, you're talking about 15, about 10 to 15 years ago. Um, I would tell everybody, we're a modern top 40 band. Right. If it's on the radio, that's what we're playing. Uh, every genre from country to rock to, you know, we would play some classic stuff that people my age liked. And we tried to gauge our audience and stuff right. like that. And... Um, so we played a wide spectrum of things. That's why I say top 40, because we weren't just a country band. We weren't just a rock. We had to play everything because um, you want to appease everybody that's right. in the audience. Um, but, yes, there was some pressure because um, the whole goal of playing in a band, most people think it's to make money, but that is not the case. Um, that's why a lot of musicians fail. Um or they don't get the big picture. Right. Um, your goal is to make money for the establishment that you're playing at, whether mm. it's a club or, and I'm talking secular, of course. Right. Um, if you're playing in a club, your whole goal is to draw a crowd and to make that establishment money. Right. Um, it's not for you to make money. Your money will come on the back end when people show up and the club is pleased with you or whatever place you're playing. It could be a, a some sort of party, a private party. We did a lot of weddings and stuff right. like that as well. Um, but th- the whole thing was to draw a crowd and right. to help you know, folks enjoy themselves. Right. Um, so yes, we, um, while we would throw songs in there that we liked, um, we had to stay on top of what's on the radio. The what trends, are people, li- yeah. yes, the trendy stuff. 
So we had to stay on top of that. You know, you had to keep your set list um, relevant. Right. Um, you had to gauge how your crowd was going to be. Um, you know, when people first get there, they're not ready to party yet. Right. <laughs> so that first, usually we averaged three sets a night. So that first set was kind of, you know, you got to gauge the people. Uh, you got to get them interested, show mm-hmm. them that you're not just some random bunch of guys off the street right. that just learned to play instruments. Right. You got to um, show them that you know what you're doing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So that way, later in the evening, people are like, oh, these guys are great, you know, and they're having a good time and that kind of stuff like that. But, you know, you stayed up to date with the music that was on the radio, changing that set list constantly. And you never knew who was actually going to show up. Right. Um, If you had a bunch of folks show up and they're like more rock oriented, then we had to have some stuff in reserve to where, hey, we might want to stray from this set list a little bit and play what these cats want to hear. Or vice versa. It could be a country crowd. Who knows? Right. So you just yeah. had to be ready for anything. It sounds like if you're going to change a, whoo, that's that Always feels like ready. that would be high pressure. And you learn, you know, when you're in a situation like that and you're playing with the same guys week after week. Yes, we rehearsed, but you also get to a point to where when you've got a set list that, and then you're playing Friday, Saturday, sometimes two shows on a Saturday, something like that. Right. You get in a groove with people. Um, you learn each other, you know what that person, you know, my singer, uh, I used to could watch him. I knew exactly what he was going to do, where he was going to go on a song. Same thing with the drummer, the bass player. Um, they become a family, a a close knit group that, uh, you can, you can play off of, you know, and, and go from there. So it's a good experience. Yes. Awesome. So cool. So you mentioned briefly that when you're going to play, you wanted to show that you were good. Obviously, you didn't want to go up there and embarrass yourself. Of course, nobody wants to do that. But you had to be really good, if not flawless, perfect performance. Because for one thing, you wanted to be asked to come back. You wanted to gain a following. Yes. And sometimes you're getting paid to play, but you're ultimately trying to get the establishment to make money so that you would be asked to come back. Yes. Am I right on all of that? Yes. Um, You know, when you you book a show, um, usually it's... Usually you get a yes because someone has either heard of you or somebody's you know put in a good word for right. you or something like that. But when you show up, um, I tell people all the time, I'm like, I've played for just as many chairs as I have people. Right. Because in the early days, um, we played a lot of hams and you know kickback jacks type establishments just to gain a following. Right. Um, most of those people are not paying attention to what you're doing. They're there with their family to eat. Um, but yeah. you do pick up folks that are like, hey, I liked that song that you played. Um, but yes, when you are when you go out to do a show, of course you want to bring your best. You want to have rehearsed. You want to know your songs. Um, you want Not only that is most shows were roughly three hours long. You've got to have enough material to make it that three hours. Right. Um, you don't want to show up with 10 songs and expect to make it all through the night and have a bunch of talking and goofing off. Uh, you've got to put on a performance uh, just like the big name stars do um, so that people are engaged, they enjoy that, yeah. um, and so that hopefully 
of course, you'll get called back. Right. You know, hey, we want you to come back in six, eight weeks right. and play again. Um, and you, and of course, like you said, you get that following. Yeah. Uh, you become famous by people liking you. Right. So, <laughs> right. Um, you know, I always say too. You know, stars wouldn't be stars if we didn't pay attention to them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> Facts. All right. So. With that in mind, so you you had these reasonings behind, mm-hmm. um, you know, wanting to give your best and all of that at church. So now now you play in the band at our church at Union. Yes. Um, you play guitar, acoustic, and electric. It just depends on the Sunday. Um, you don't have to worry about being asked to come back or worry about getting paid or creating more um, – uh, customers to come back or right, anything right. like that. You know, your reasoning is different. Can you say, was that like a hard adjustment or was it more gradual? Can you kind of Actually, elaborate on that? Well, I had given up the band thing before coming here, um, you know, different reasons. Right. But um, this day and age, um, while there are still bands that can make it and do things, I had just gotten to a point where you know, whether it be drama or just the the weekend drag of everything, you know, yeah. um, going back to work on Monday, dragging because you've been out playing music till two and three o'clock in the morning yeah. uh, all weekend long. But I had given that up uh, for a couple of years prior to coming to Union. Um, but once I got here, um, that was not my goal. It wasn't coming here to, hey, they've got a worship team and that's what I'm good at, so that's what I should be doing. Right. Um, it was because I was drawn back, you know, I had been away from church for a while as well and eventually was drawn. Of course, I knew some folks on the worship team when I came here and I was asked very early on, but I also was, I declined because I was like, that's not why I'm here. Um, mm. You know, the Lord brought me back, and I kind of just wanted to settle in for a while. Right. But, you know, being on the worship team is not only is it a joy, but, um, you know, it's been a teaching experience and a learning experience. Um, you know, in a band, like I was saying earlier, when you are with the same people week after week after week, you get to know them. Um, you know, our worship team is a team. It's not just a band. So you've got multiple folks that we rotate, mm-hmm. things like that. So you do have to, again, learn each person's personality, their mm-hmm. their talents, their gifts, um, and work with that. And mm-hmm. we mold and we gel together and things like that. Yes, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but that's life. Right. Um, but no, it's, it's actually a joy. Um, yes, there's... I don't want to say stress. Stress would be a bad word. Right, but there's uh, struggles doing, with it. There's struggles yes. with it. Um, one thing, um, you know, coming from the world back to church, I'd never heard most of the songs that we played. Right. Uh, so those f- those first few months when I was learning the catalog of songs that we do, I literally had to devote a time to sit down, mm-hmm. um, not only learn the song, but every genre of music – um, has a style or a kind of an uh, ingredients list that they base the music off of. Right. Um, so you had to learn the genre of 
what I would call modern worship music um, right. because I did have a background of, you know, I grew up in church, so I was used to hymns, um, Southern gospel. You know, it has its little list of ingredients to play yes. Southern gospel, and then you've got your modern worship music. So I had to learn not only that, but, you know, learn the catalog of songs. And, you know, I've got a list on iTunes now that's who knows how many songs are on there that I download. Every time we learn a song in right. church, I have to download it so I can right. refresh my memory. Right. Um, but that was a lot to do. Yeah. Um, not only I'm am I learning people and how to interact with this new group of folks, I'm learning songs at the same time and things like that. The stage stuff was the easy part. Right. I've been, on, been, the stage, yeah, you're been used on the stage. Yeah, you been on the stage. That's the easy part. It's, oh, crap, you know, did I play this song right? Yeah. Um. Are the people out there laughing at me because I played a wrong chord right, right there? Right. <laughs> um, those type things. Yeah. But um, it's still a joy because um, that's a huge position to feel. Um, you know, I know we've had, uh, Adam has had his entire series about worship and what worship was. And mm-hmm. for a long time, I was in that category of categorizing music as the worship time when really the entire time that we are here is a worship time. Absolutely. But uh, as a worship leader, if you will, um, that's a huge responsibility to um, to help usher people's hearts to that throne yes. for worship uh, through the music aspect of the service. Yes. So. Absolutely. So what would you say for what we had said earlier, like um, playing with other bands, you had these specific reasons that you had to, you know, you had to come ready to bring your best. What is your why behind your excellence, even on the worship team? Because I think coming from stages like that, this is a church stage would be what the world would consider a less important stage. Now we wouldn't consider it that, but of course to the world, a church stage is just a church. You know, you're not gaining a following. You're not making money. It's none of that. It's just music at church. So what would you say your why is behind still aiming for excellence, even on the world's considered less important stage? Well, from the very beginning, you know, we we're commanded to excellence. Um, I was looking through some scriptures after you and I talked the other day uh, about being prepared for this. And mm-hmm. even back in the beginning, um, we can go all the way back to the book of Genesis in chapter four uh, with the story of Cain and Abel. Um, when we talk about sacrifices and things like that, um, talking about Abel, I'm going to look right here in Genesis mm-hmm. four. It says, now Abel kept flocks. So he was a a herder, mm-hmm. uh, and Cain worked the soil, so we got a farmer. Right. Uh, it says, in the course of time, Cain brought some of his fruits of the soil as an offering to God. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel, and, um, but not Cain. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, you know, most everyone knows the story of Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. Um, Abel brought the absolute best that he could to God, the, the, the fat portions from the firstborn of those calves and his livestock. Mm-hmm. Um, Cain just kind of went out there and was like, mm, I'll grab something and take it. Right. Um, we're commanded to, to bring our best. Um, now, we've got two categories of that as well, or maybe more than that, but it's easy to bring your best in something that you're good at. Um, you know, everybody has that... We, we say, oh, we'll use the old adage that everybody's got something that they're good at. Yes. Um, yeah. Whether it be art or music or speaking or whatever it is, it's easy to do that. 
Um, but then you've got that category of stuff where we talk about we bring excellence in everything that we do. Yeah. Um, there's those things that we're called to do that we might not be so good at, um, which makes it a little bit more different, uh, difficult uh, to be to excel or to want to excel in those areas. Um, we look at it as, eh, I'm not really that good at it, so I'll just do whatever, and just because I was asked to do this, I'll just get by in it. But that's really not, should not be our mentality. Not at all. Um, I hate to keep saying um. No, you're fine. <laughs> I think it's fine. I think I say um a lot, too, so it's well, all good. <laughs> um, but I don't know where that drive comes from for me, but, you know, I do a lot of different things. I've got a lot of hobbies. It's not not just music, but in everything that I do, I strive. And I think it is because of this. We're commanded to do that. Right. Um, if we fast forward a little bit um, up to Leviticus, you know, Levitical law uh, was all about that as well. It, it goes through the entire when it talks about those burnt offerings, uh, whether it's a cattle offering, a bird offering, whatever it was. Right. It gives us specific directions on they were supposed to be the absolute best. We weren't just supposed to, oh, that's the last chicken over there and he's got a broken wing, so I'll just – he needs to be yes. gotten rid of anyway. We yeah. were supposed to bring the absolute best before the Lord for those offerings. Um, otherwise – we were just wasting our time. Um, we should do that in everything that we do in life. Mm. Uh, doesn't matter if it's at your job, uh, if it's serving, if it's worship team. Uh, I know Adam brings his absolute best week after week. You know, I, uh, he he prepares, he thinks well ahead, um, but it, it it transverses to everything that we do. Um, in our relationships with our family and relationships with our neighbors. We joke all the time, you know, there's plenty of people out there that we don't like, but we should strive <laughs> for that excellence in Christ said to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. So we should strive to, I need to get better at that. Right. You know, I need to be better at loving somebody that I can't necessarily stand or, yeah. you know, that person at work that just grates our nerves. Right. Or whomever that may be, the person in the drive-through when you went to get your cheeseburger the other day that, you know, I I caught myself the other day. I was walking in a convenience store to get a drink, and I try, you know, that southern gentleman thing. You know, I tried to hold the door for a lady, and oh, no. she just walked by with her nose up in the air, and you know, I'm just I felt the smoke rolling out of my ear. It sounds like a simple thank you would be nice, right? <laughs> uh, but it's not about that instant reward. It's about doing the right thing. Mm. Uh, and yeah. and you mentioned the money thing with playing in the band. It's not about that instant reward of, you know, yeah. yes, it's nice to hear folks say, I really appreciate your guitar playing or I appreciate uh, your, your faithfulness week after week with the worship team. It's about that eternal gift that we're going to get one day. Yeah. Uh, those crowns that we get to turn around again and lay at Jesus's feet when yeah. we see him. Um, it's it's about you know eternal life. It's about sharing something that the Lord said. Hey, I think you'll be good. I'll give you this gift. I think you'll do good with it. Yeah. Um, it's about sharing that with folks. Um, you know, most of I think most of our listeners will know who John Stoffel is. 
um, our drummer in Caswell who comes to Danville sometime. And he's a pro sound guy too. Yes. He helps yes. us with the podcast. Let's yes. give him a shout out. Woohoo, hey, John, John. <laughs> Thank you for all you do. <laughs> but he and I have, have uh, talked about this several times. Um, you know, those were the, the band days and, and he had um, times where he worked sound for, for big name folks. Right. That was kind of our training grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we were out in the world and doing things. But God had that plan. Uh, we had to go through that training period of, I'm going to use you one day, but I need you to go through this training period. Um, so he sent us out there, you know, and I, and I learned a lot of things playing out secular music, stuff right. like that. You know, what we talked about earlier, I learned um, not having dead time between songs. I learned mm-hmm. uh, interaction, uh, leading folks and and getting them Yes. happy or what or whatnot you know um we learned about uh stage presence and just you know we've all seen that cardboard cutout uh whether it's on a tv show or some award show where they have no idea what they're doing yeah um i know even yourself you have some stage fright from yes. on occasion always <laughs> always stage fright. <laughs> um but another thing you know we could tie in too is and i think you were going to talk about this is Oh, folks worrying about failure mm-hmm. or mistakes and yes. things. Yes, I was going to ask your thoughts because we're talking about excellence so much and it can almost become like discouraging because you're like, I can't do everything perfectly. And no, you can't. Nobody can do anything necessarily perfectly. No, so No, and that is another, that's another reason to strive for that excellence is because we've got, once you come to the realization that you are not perfect, um, I am not a perfect guitar player. I make right. mistakes. I do my best to cover them up when I do, but right. uh, I hit wrong notes as well. Um, I get confused sometimes. You know, you think you've rehearsed and got this down, but once we grasp that concept that it's okay to fail or it's okay to make a mistake, we need those times. You can't learn if you don't make a mistake. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's that old adage of, oh, just let them learn the hard way. Sometimes that has to happen. Yeah. Uh, you've got to make a big fool of yourself in order to, oh, I shouldn't do that again. Yes. Uh, and that works very much with music. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, we started the song in the wrong key, or I totally missed that chord change right there. Yeah. Uh, I played the wrong solo. Uh, you've got, you know, failure and mistakes are at least the sign that you tried. Yes. Uh, people may make fun of you, but they're probably the ones that didn't bother to try. Right. Um, at least you can say that, you know, hey, yeah. I made a mistake, but I was trying. I yeah. was giving it my best. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I'll even go a little further to say that just because you're the best at something doesn't always mean you're the right person for it. Mm. Because... It all depends on where your heart is in the yes. situation. That's what I was just, my head was just going in that direction. That's you, so good. You can be the best guitar player in the world. You can be the best artist. You can be the best speaker. But if your heart is not in the right place, you are not the right person right. necessarily for that job or that position or whatever right. it is that you're you're doing at the time. You can take someone, you know, I, I think about Moses all the time. Um and we were talking about this before you hit record. Um, it uh, Moses, you know, God called him to lead his people out of bondage. And, you know, his first response was, why me? Yeah. 
I'm not a good speaker. I've never been good in front of people. I can't do this. And then it made me think, you know, Moses was brought up in the Pharaoh's palace. And, you know, tying this into the the training stuff, Mm -hmm. Moses got to watch Pharaoh lead an entire nation. And subliminally, he was probably picking up on some of that stuff. And then I thought, you know, he was watching that. And God eventually said, lead my nation, the Israel nation, Mm -hmm. out of bondage. And he's sitting there going, I can't do this. They're not going to listen to me. And yet they did. Granted, he made a few mistakes along the way, which of why it took him forty years to do it. But <laughs> um, he was he was in that training ground, you know, growing up, mm-hmm. um, watching Pharaoh lead a nation and learning how to do this and to appoint people for certain goals and jobs and hey, yeah. you handle this and you handle that. Um, so he he was being trained and he didn't know it, exactly. sort of thing. Exactly. Just and, when and you said that earlier, I was like mind blown, and I still am like thinking about like I've just never thought about and like I never, that before. I never thought of what I did in the band for the, all those years as a training grounds for this. Uh, I wasn't looking at it that way at that time. It was I like to play music. This is an opportunity for me to play my guitar right. and hang out with my buddies, and it was fun. Right. Um, it wasn't until much later and when I came here that, you know, John and I were talking one time and I was like, you know, I never thought of it that way. But that's exactly what was going on. Yeah. Is here's your training time. Here here's you getting the knowledge that you need to do my work. Right. You're being trained to help lead people in worship, which yes. is like the ultimate um opportunity, responsibility. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all of those things. Yes. That's so good. Yeah, I was thinking the whole time I was like, even back to Cain and Abel while you were talking, like it was about the state of their hearts too. Like which one was the one that brought the right one? I got them confused. They, oh, Abel. Abel brought what God was pleased with. Cain was like, Well, I'll just take him this and it'll just be what it is and be fine. Abel's heart was to bring God his best because he wanted to honor God. Yes, and, Cain and it was will, like it will show um you know, there we all have days where, even though we want to strive for excellence, we all have bad days. We have right. those days where you don't want to get out of bed. Right. Um, you know, I still have days where my fingers hurt when I play the guitar. Yeah. Um, and we have to push ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, your heart does have to be in that place to where, hey, even though I'm not feeling it today, this is the Lord that we're talking yeah. about, and he deserves my best. Um, and I will clarify, you know, our best doesn't mean we are the best. Yes. Uh, because Just, then we start getting into, you know, that haughty idea of, look at me. Right. This is what I do. <laughs> right. Um, you can be bad at something and still give it your best, and it be a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Absolutely. Um, you can be the best at something and come in with the wrong heart and you're just wasting your time. Yes. Uh, so we need to clarify that. That's good. No, I was lit- I was trying to head in that direction figuring out how to say it, but I think you just said it perfectly. And and I and you know that kind of ties into that category of what about the things that we're not necessarily good at. Mm-hmm. Um as long as you Put your heart and soul into right. it and do the absolute very best that you can, it's going to be good. Um, yes, there will be scoffers. There will be people who look down on you and, oh, you, 
you don't do that right or that's not good enough. Right. But to the Lord, if you are if you have the right heart and you are doing the absolute best and striving to do better, yes, you're going to make mistakes, but that right. just means the next time you do that task or whatever it is, you're going to be a little bit better at it because you learned something from right. it. There's um, a verse in first or second Samuel that that just made me think of. It's talking about how like man looks at outward appearance, but the yes. Lord looks at the heart. He's not necessarily worried about, you know, I might get up on stage and give my best, but my voice cracks four times in one song. God's not like, oh my gosh, Chloe, he's going to look at my heart. And he's like, where correct. was your heart when you tried to do that? You know, that is, correct. and that takes a lot of pressure off too. With when it comes to giving your best and wanting to do things with excellence, your best looks different for everybody. It's about bringing what you can, bringing it before the Lord, and trusting that He's going to do what needs to be done with it, and He's going to multiply it. Um, yeah, yes, Those are just that, my, that's, that's my sorts good, of thoughts. On it. Exactly, and you know, there was hopefully nobody noticed it, but I'm going to put it out there. You know, there were. Gosh, it was. It's been a couple months ago, but um, we'll just say the enemy was in the room that day. And what uh, I don't know if you were on, but I broke a string every service, and I oh have gosh. never broken strings before. And that particular day, I think it was on the second song each service. This my string kept breaking, and I was like, "What is going on?" And you know, as soon you got to realize terrible. that. Once one string breaks, the guitar instantly goes out of tune because your tension has changed. Everything goes haywire. Yeah. You want to talk about a bad day and pressure? When I think it was even one of our acoustic sets where oh, it might have just been worse. me and the piano. So I'm like, everybody out there realizes that that dude's playing out of key. Oh, no. Uh, but yes, it happened you know, all three morning services. And I was like, what is going on today? And I would change them backstage and come out and it would break again. And I was like, what, what in the world? <laughs> what is happening? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, but yes, that will instantly ruin your day when you're, you know, you've got another song to play and you don't have time to retune a guitar or yeah. you don't have a backup or you can't change that string before you play the next song. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that, that it kind of, that was a tough day. <laughs> yes. It was really about the state of your heart that day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it is every day, but that day was, you had to remind yourself of that. I'm sure. Right. <laughs> There's a verse in first Timothy chapter four. Now this was um, Paul talking to Timothy about some things, but it, it kind of coincides with what we're talking about. Um, he's telling him in verse 15, he says, Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your heavens. Um, right now, I don't know exactly what he was talking to him about. But, right. Um, he's saying, you know, to be diligent in these things. You know, everything we do, we should be diligent in it. Mm -hmm. um, not just the good things that we're good at, but even more so the things that we might not be so good at. Right. We should strive to get better at them, whether it's our prayer life or um, you know, just our alone time with God or serving other folks. We should always be diligent in things. And even if you're good at something, um, you know, there's the old saying that if you don't use it, you lose it. Right. Uh, if I didn't continue to strive and to continue to play guitar, even if I'm not necessarily on stage, I still have to play right. uh, to keep my calluses on my fingers up, to keep my fingers limber, things of that nature. Right. Uh, if we do not remain diligent, then you will lose it. Mm -hmm. Um you, you have to exercise these things. You know, uh, athletes don't just 
not do anything like a football player. He's not right. just sitting on the sidelines the rest of the year. He's training nonstop. Yeah. He's weightlifting, watching his diet, doing these type things. Um, and that applies to all aspects. If you are not constantly focusing on that, absolutely, uh, it will get rusty, as yeah. we say. Absolutely. Uh, and I've had those times. You know, there's been times where I might not have played my guitar for about a week or so. Um, and then I go to play it, and I'm like, ooh, I feel a little rusty mm-hmm. here. My, my fingers aren't working today, or my brain's not making my fingers do what I need them to do. Right. Or you Even know. taking breaks from singing. Like if I go on a trip or something like that, and I'm out with people for a week, I'm not walking around singing all the time, so I'm not practicing. And when I come back, I feel like I have to, like, almost build it up a little more again because I'm like, wait a second, I haven't done this in a while. It's, you Could you imagine if you walked around singing all the time? Right. If you sung everything, <laughs> just you sang said, to everybody. Yes. My order at the burger place, and <laughs> it, would, it would be like uh, one of those musicals, yes, uh, like The Sound of Music or something. <laughs> it would be like a Disney instantly movie. Break out in song, yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Oh man. Um, another verse that I wanted to tie in too is Philippians chapter two, verse fourteen. It says, mm-hmm. "Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure." children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation, Mm. then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. You know, on those days, like I was talking about with the string breaking and things like that, it's easy to instantly get in a bad mood or just feel like, uh, what I'm just wasting my time. Or there's that day that you wake up and you might not have slept good or something like that. And I've got all this stuff to do today. And, um, you know, we just, we grumble. And uh, we don't look forward to it. Um, you know, when, when your heart is sour and you just don't have the right mindset, it, it, will, it will show through. Yeah. But if, if, we, if, we, if we do everything, like he says here, without grumbling or arguing, um, we will shine among them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it'll show through. It will wow, how much time did you spend getting ready for that? Or, um, And that gives us an opportunity to say, you know, in our humble way, it's not me. Yeah. Yes, I worked on this, but it's all the Lord. Yeah. Because trust me, I didn't wake up feeling this way today. Right. I was not wanting to do this. Um, but, you know, to, to shine like a star, you know, that's that's everybody's dream if you – you know, I want to be a star. Uh, not that that's what we're talking <laughs> right, right, about, right, but right. you know, there's that, um, there's that of like, wow, it will it will come through. Yeah, it'll that, bring honor and glory to God. Yes, absolutely. And, and that we were diligent in this, and uh, we really put forth that effort, and we didn't just show up with, uh, I'll just make it through today. Yeah, I really didn't put forth the effort. I'll just do what I can. I'll bring that. Uh, that cane offering today, yeah. folks. Some folks, you know, not everyone will notice, but there's going to be some folks that's like, "Hey, you're not on your game today. What's going right. on?" Um, but when we do bring that able game and that able offering, <laughs> able game. yes, uh, the a maybe that's where a game <laughs> came from. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's where it came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. We're going to say that today, <laughs> right? Uh, as 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 Adam calls in and says, "Hey, don't say that." <laughs> Uh, oh, but yes, when when we bring you know our able offering, uh, how much how much better is it? Um, how much more pleased is the Lord when we are diligent in the things that He has given us? You know, I look at music as you know a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I'm giving it back to him. Um, yeah. You know, week after week, that's that's what I do. Uh, he, he has given me – we joke about the fact I can't read sheet music. I've learned everything by ear. I can't, you know – that's how I continue to learn things. Yes, we have chord charts with our songs and stuff, but I still have to memorize them. Yeah. Uh, Lord help me if I ever get Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> right. You hold um, a lot of songs in your head. Yes. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> um, you know, but again, if we don't do a song for a couple weeks or a couple months, I still have to go back and mm, how did I start that song? What yeah. did I play right there? Uh, what's the structure? Uh, how many courses do we have? Right. This course is different than the other course. Right. We still have to stay diligent in that. I can't just show up and say, oh, yeah, I remember playing that song six months ago. We'll be fine. <laughs> you know, that's me being Kane. Mm, I'll mm. just bring you what I gave, brought you six months ago mm. uh, with no improvement on it. Mm. Wow. But, um, there's a verse in 1 Corinthians. It's verse uh, chapter 10, verse 31. And it says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And I think that, I mean, that kind of ties perfectly together what we've been talking about this whole time. You know, whatever gift that God has given you, just like you said, fill in the blank, whether, you know, you're musically talented, artistically talented, you're a great speaker, a great leader, like all these different gifts that God has given us, whatever you're doing, like do your best, do it for the glory of God. Let it be an offering back to him. Like he gave you this gift. So use it to glorify him, use it to give it back to him. I really loved how you said that. That really stuck with me and struck a chord with me that like, these are gifts that God has given us. So we want to give them back and give them back well, continuously. Yes. yes. And we have to be mindful all the time that because we have been given these gifts, it doesn't matter, you know, with your angelic voice that you say squeaks all the time, um, you know, my guitar, you know, Sherry on the piano or whatever she's doing, you know, it doesn't matter what we're doing. Of course, we're talking about music today, but right. these are gifts that the Lord yes. has blessed us with. And that's what he expects. Give them back. Yes. Use them for my glory. Reach folks with this. Right. Uh, and we have to keep that in mind. Uh, if you're a great speaker, you should be out shouting to the rooftops. <laughs> you know, if you're a singer, shout to the rooftops. Um, whatever it is, you know, if you're a prayer warrior, wear the knees out on your pants mm -hmm. all the time. Uh, we are to give those gifts back to him because yes. he blessed us with them Absolutely. Uh, for his honor, not for me to come in here right. every Sunday and have ever how many people is in an auditorium right. to come up to me and say, man, you're a great guitar player. Right. You know, the Bible says if that's the only reward that you're looking for, then that's all you're going to get. Yeah. What is that? That is just a fleeting moment that has to be repeated week after week in order for me to have any self-worth mm -hmm. if that's all I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. If I am glorifying God and then he is the one that I'm trying to please, then I've got that eternal gift that I am looking forward to that sustains me on a weekly and a daily basis. Yes, absolutely. I think, too, that God knows when we use the gifts and the talents that he has given us to glorify him, when we use them for his purposes, that he knows that's the most fulfilling way to use them. Like, you could use the gifts you've been given a lot of different ways, but ultimately you will find the most fulfilling is using them to glorify him, whatever those gifts are. 
And like we said earlier, best looks different for everybody. We're not saying there's a standard for giving your best that you have to be at, but like, what is your best that you can give right now? And start there and improve as you go. That's the whole thing is nobody starts a professional, you know, you didn't pick up the guitar and tear it up the first time you did it, you know? Well, Um, and if we think about it, you know, the Lord didn't give, God didn't give a Cain sacrifice for our lives. Right. He didn't go out and just say, hmm. I'll sacrifice this goat and I'll save X amount of you. Right. He chose his only begotten son. You know, everybody knows John three sixteen. He chose his only begotten son who was an absolute perfect being, mm-hmm. you know, a member of the Trinity mm-hmm. who took on the form of man, mm-hmm. who was tried just like we are on a daily basis, who knows everything that we've ever been through, the struggles of life. He knows hunger, pain emotion, all of it. And he gave the absolute best sacrifice that he could for us, for us to have not just, oh, you know, I'll I'll add 10 years to your life uh, with this sacrifice. No, he gave his absolute best for us to have the absolute best gift that we could ever be given, which was eternal life with him in heaven. Yeah. Um, And and if you can wrap your brain around that, um, which is, a you know, it's a huge thing. It is. We should have no choice but to think, wow, I owe him my best in everything I do because he gave the best for me. I think it would change our mindset with when we're doing things, even mm-hmm. those things that we do begrudgingly. Oh, gosh, I got to do this mm-hmm. again. This is so repetitive. If we would think that, you know, keep that little thought in our, not in the back of our minds, because that's where it gets lost. We keep it in the forefront of our minds. Then we would look at everything we do. I want to glorify God in this. Um, Of course, we've talked about music today, but no matter what it is, you know, even something as simple as greeting people at the door every Sunday Mm -hmm. um, with a smile on our face. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's repetitive. It's, I could see it getting old. But if we did, hey, that might be the only smile that person sees that day Mm -hmm. uh, because we don't know the hearts of the folks that are coming in and out of the Mm -hmm. door. Same Um, thing with like office jobs and all the different types of jobs that people work. Like you have no idea what people are going through. You have no idea how your kindness and your attention to detail and caring about what you're doing and giving it your best, how that could impact someone greater than you realize. How many times have you been to Disney? Too many. Too many. Too many. Times. You know why you've been to Disney too many times? Why? Because they draw you there with excellence. Yes. Do you that know is why you can't get in the parking lot of Chick fil A? Because they strive for excellence. Yes. You know, they will never mess up your order <laughs> well, to the best of their ability. To the best of their ability. <laughs> um, but, you know, my pleasure. We, we know yeah. that's, that's the thing with Chick fil A, my yep. pleasure. Um, someone has drilled that into their brain. Yep. Uh, they may be having a, a poopy day, right? <laughs> but they're going to say, "My pleasure," right? At everything you say to them, absolutely. Uh, you can say, uh, uh, "Where's your restroom?" My pleasure, <laughs> right? Right. You know, I think that's the only thing right. they know to say, um, right? Other than you know, a number one with no pickle. That's right. what I get all the time. I, I don't know. Preston's Chick Fil A. Why order. would we put a pickle on a chicken sandwich? That's beside <laughs> the point. But no, it, it it's you know these people have these reputations because they. They stick to this. Yeah. It's we want repeat customers. We want people to have an excellent experience. Right. So 
we need to do everything we can. We will learn from this mistake or this didn't work, so let's not do that anymore. Uh, And there's probably plenty of other examples. Those are just the two most popular. But it's that whole – I mean, who knows how much – money Chick-fil-A makes every day oh, selling those chicken grief. sandwiches. I can't imagine. But it's because of that. You know, yes. people have, hey, I, I believe there's people in the world that would eat a chicken sandwich for breakfast, lunch, and dinner just because of that experience. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, their chicken sandwiches are good. Right. I couldn't um, blame them if they ate a chicken sandwich exactly. three exactly. The nuggets are good, too, but not the chicken tenders. Right. Oh, uh, really? I, I don't like the chicken tenders. I think they marinate them in the pickle juice or something. Oh, they taste different. I don't know if I've even had the chicken tender. <sighs> I don't. Anyway, we're, we're, we're going. <laughs> we're getting we're hungry. <laughs> yes, we're getting hungry. But, um, you know, that that's that's why these places are that way. Yeah. And if and if we come, you know, of course, we, we refer to, you know, Sunday, you know, the Lord's Day. If we're coming in here with that mindset and if we're, as musicians and worship leaders, if we're in that mindset on Sunday, mm-hmm. how much better will it be when it's Adam's turn to bring the message? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't bring a cane off where well, you can because, of course, ultimately we've given God the rule over the day. Right. But if you're, if you're bringing that cane offering and then expecting Adam to come on stage and turn everything around um, – that that may be too deep or too off track for folks, but um, how much better would it be if we are striving for that week after week and in our daily lives as well, mm-hmm. whether it's at our jobs uh, from the nine to five or if you're a third shift worker, whatever hours yeah. you work. Right. Um, but in our daily lives with everything that we do, we're right. striving and striving for that excellence um, and doing everything that we can for the glory of the Lord. Yeah. Um, It'd be a wonderful world. Absolutely. <laughs> It'd I be agree. a wonderful world. I agree. We'd be a lot nicer to each other. <laughs> I think so, too. For real. So as we wrap up, um, I'll just leave you again, everyone listening, with this thought from that scripture. I just want to read it again. First Corinthians 1031. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So as you go out into your week and to work and to your just your daily lives, um, we just pray that you would carry that with you, that you would do all that you put your hands to do to the glory of God, that you would do it for the glory of God. Um, Preston, thank you for joining us today. Thank Chloe. you for all of your great and deep and just great thoughts to share with us. I'm encouraged. I'm challenged. It's been an honor to be here. Uh, when you when you asked me about it, I believe that's exactly what I responded in the text. <laughs> it you were is. like, I got it this is. book long text, and I just replied back, it would be an honor. <laughs> And I've, I've enjoyed being I'm here. Thank so you so much. I'm so glad you said yes. Hopefully we can have you back again sometime. You just let me know and I'll be here. Yes, absolutely. Thank you everybody for joining us for this conversation today. We hope you enjoyed it. That you were walking away challenged and encouraged with something to take into your daily lives. Um, just a reminder that there will be no new episode next week, um, which would be January 5th. So we will be back on January 12th with a new episode, a new series. So happy new year, everybody. Hope you have a great new year with your families, and we will be back in the new year. Don't forget to check us out on social media, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.